VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from beautiful Los Angeles. Dan Byer alongside. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Jason Stewart is back as well, and we got a ton to talk about. Like we haven't, we haven't even scratched the surface. Think about it. we're on the day after Christmas. Luca drops fifty five zero. Okay. I think your Bucks are a mess. The Suns are definitely a mess. And we haven't even really scratched the surface on the NBA because it's been an NFL weekend. And here we are leading up to the college football playoff. Nobody cares about any of these bowl games are a complete debacle. Florida State's backup quarterback that we're told was good enough to compete for them in the semifinals is now in the portal. Like, there is so much stuff going on in sports, Meyer. Like, isn't, it, isn't that amazing on how we have... Um, we have all of this and yet football and maybe it's the, the genius to Monday night football, even last night, giving us probably the most talked about of the games. And there's other games to talk about, even in football, like Steelers feel like they may have saved their season. Now, maybe it's just a shot in the arm because, you know, Mason Rudolph, we've seen him over longer stretches of time, but they had a competent offense. And now all of a sudden, here we are. We know Mike Tomlin's not going to finish below 500 again. The guy just figures out how to way to do it. And now you you throw the Steelers in the mix. Your Seahawks still kind of hanging around. This is the genius of the NFL. It gives you hope. Now, how real hope of doing anything in the playoffs? And it's a million miles away for the Steelers and Seahawks, who, by the way, play uh, each other in Week 17. So there's some there's some symmetry with with that take. But yeah, the the matchups at the NFL has allowed us to have over these last four weeks, and it's not by coincidence, but to have Ravens Niners like we had last night, and then on Sunday with the Dolphins and Cowboys, magnificent. You know, we've had you know the uh, just off the top of my head that I'm completely going blank. We've had the uh, Eagles and, and Cowboys playing down the stretch. Um, I, I mean, just great games one after the other. Bills and Cowboys didn't turn out to be a great game, but the schedule uh, at least set up for the fact of, yeah, this is going to be one of the marquee games. Uh, Cowboys, or excuse me, Niners, Eagles. You know, we've had all these games in the last month, and they've been really, really good, but there have also then been other games that have followed those marquee matchups that have been interesting as well. Okay, let, let's get into last night's game. Uh, Brock Purdy throws not not one, not two, four interceptions, and um, I, I understand like Dan's show different than my show. Okay, uh, but last week we we did a a segment which kind of went viral digitally on Instagram and on on X. Can I still say I can still say Twitter? Everybody, no, does anybody goes like oh, formerly geez. known as Twitter. Yes, um, that where my my feeling is that we're 
so in love. It's a little bit like the Tommy DeVito thing. And I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is Tommy DeVito. Okay? I, he's better than Tommy DeVito. But it's the same thing where sometimes we get so caught up in the story and in the person that we sometimes we're just too, whether it's close to the forest to see the trees or whatever, but we don't, we, we can't separate the two. Like, I'm willing to say Brock Purdy has had a very good season, right? He had a little run when they had some injuries and they had a couple of those losses, right, of, of interceptions. And then last night, was it was just bad. And against a very good team and a very good defense, you're allowed to have a bad game. Right? But the the my belief is that ultimately, one of the reasons that, by and large, the the quarterbacks that win the Super Bowl become Hall of Famers is not, they're not Hall of Famers because they won the Super Bowl. They're Hall of Famers who won a Super Bowl. Like at some point, you have to have those superpowers, like we've seen from Mahomes. I mean, look, the first year Mahomes won the Super Bowl, they trailed in every game, and he brought him back in every game. And what's the big flaw to the Niners? They can't come from behind. Why? Well, I think some of it's inherently how they're wired. They're really more of a running team than throwing team. And a lot of that dink and dunk and get it to their skill position guys. But some of it at least has to be that like, like Brock Purdy has his ceiling. And in order to bring a team from behind you got to pass when everyone knows you're going to pass. you got to get into tight windows when they got eight guys back there. you know. And, and the pass rush doesn't have to worry about you running the football. Maybe they got seven guys back there, but they got four with their hair on fire. And so my working premise was, it was like, look, you can see some of, some of the things that held teams back from drafting him earlier. Like, how could everybody in the league miss on him seven times? Seven times when it's not like no one knew who Brock Purdy was. He was part of the, the, the rise at Iowa State. Like we knew he was. Right. So how could people miss on him? Well, like there's some there's some arm strength issues there. Okay, there's some arm strength. He kind of in sort of like Tua, he, he has to process really fast and guess a little bit early and throw to a spot, and then he's got to have he's got super talented guys, or you know they they got to scheme it up. And he's athletic, but he's not Lamar. He's accurate, but that does, and it's really important to be smart and be accurate. He's also, and here's where I'll give him a pass a little bit. On last night, it's not like he's been in the league for 15 years. This is second year in the league. But I just thought, like, look, man, you put Stafford back there. You put Rodgers back there. Hell, you put Kirk Cousins back there. Like, people are like, no, Kirk Cousins, no way. He was going to throw for 6,000 yards with the Minnesota Vikings. And the Minnesota Vikings have a nice running game and have a superstar wide receiver. But you know what they don't have? They don't have it, – it's, and by the way, it's essentially the same system. Right? But they don't have Debo. They don't have a Debo and Ayuk. They don't have a Christian McCaffrey. And you can't because obviously the money doesn't work. But I'm saying just on player, on talent alone – you know, it's like calling him the MVP of the league. Like, come on, dude. Like, Tyreek Hill has a much greater effect on the team. I mean, obviously, Lamar Jackson now is going to become a favorite because his team's having a great year. He's having a better year in many in, in many ways, obviously, than he's had the last couple of years being banged up. He's not as dynamic or dominant as he was in the MVP year. But best team, great player, makes plays with his arm, makes plays with his legs, probably going to win the MVP because... I, people struggle to give it to a Tyreek Hill. And, you know, when Christian McCaffrey, when you can shut him down, you can shut the, uh, the the Niners down. But my point was that I think what he's doing, 15 other guys could do if put in that situation. Obviously, it's a dream scenario because contracts allow them to build a super team around a, a last pick in the NFL draft. And Niner fans and people cover that. You don't watch the games. You're like, I watch every game. I know what I'm talking about. I'm, I reserve the right to be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. And so, yes, last night I'm watching and I'm a little gleeful. And I realize that batted balls aren't totally his fault. Some of it is just like some of the biggest, best quarterbacks get balls batted down. But there is something to when things don't go right, he can't bail you out. He's more, what are they, uh, trailer than truck? That's That's the expression that the NFL people use. And I thought we saw some of that last night, even though I still think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. You know, it's funny. We had Jeff Schwartz on the program earlier, 
And uh, and I love what Jeff said, but the, the one point I'll disagree with him was he said, you know, there are a couple of balls that were deflected by Brock Purdy. Well, there, you know, that Brock Purdy threw. And that's because they were his fault. Like, like, like it was, it was, you know, the, the, the blitz that we talked about, the, the running off script, which he's been great at at times last night, but made a bad throw that ended up in the hands after being deflected of, of Kyle Hamilton. And, and Doug, to your point, not only I think did people see it last night, the, maybe the most important people saw it last night, and that was Las Vegas. Because with the MVP odds that came out, it's not like Brock Purdy dropped from one to two. Brock Purdy dropped from one all the way down to five, maybe now four in, in, in some spots. And his teammate, Christian McCaffrey, is sitting there at number two. So it was, you know, we talk about these standalone games and what happens and, and, and how narratives can shift. But, you know, Vegas usually has a pretty good sense of all of this. And I think that they sensed it correctly when we talk about the pieces around him and you're right. There's an opportunity for Brock Purdy to to grow, and it is only his his second year in the system for the Niners. Their time is now, but but realistically, if Vegas is telling you now that he's not even the most important player on their team, then he's not going to be the most important player, the most valuable player in the league. Yeah, I, I I don't hate to say I told you so, but I I I did in fact tell you so. I mean, look, is it an overreaction to last night? Sure, sure. Now here's here's the honest question in terms of overreaction to last night. Um, and Trent Williams was out at the end of the game last night. I didn't hear if it was injury or they just just uh, protecting or whatever. And that that guy is as important to them as anybody. But that line did not play well. Uh, they got pushed pushed around by the Ravens. And maybe last night should be more about the Ravens. Like that team was nasty. Yeah. I mean, nasty. Like Lamar didn't even play well in the first half. Really didn't. Missed on a bunch of throws. I mean, the 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 thing about Lamar is like he's a better version of what he's always been, right? He throws a really crisp deep ball. The in between stuff is really hit or miss, but he's unbel- He's the most elusive guy who can also throw we've ever seen. Like he just you can't bring him down at certain times, and it's just really really frustrating. I still don't know playoff wise if that thing works because there is some limitations offensively. But the defense is so nasty, and they were so hyped for that game. That was, that was, that was impressive. But Tr- here's, go ahead. I'm sorry. Trent Williams' groin injury. Just to answer that part of yeah. it. But you know what is what is what we what we didn't see last night is we didn't see the Ravens beating the 49ers with Mark Andrews at tight end with J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the pieces that the Ravens have lost. Yeah. And now. Odell Beckham Jr., who, by the way, I'd completely written off. And it's not that he's back to being Odell Beckham Jr., but he now fits in with this group of Zay Flowers emerging through his rookie season. And uh, Nelson Aguilar scores a touchdown's la- uh, touchdown last night. Isaiah Likely is the one that fills in for uh, for the injured Mark Andrews. Keaton Mitchell's done for the year. And he was the, the, supposed to be the explosive back, so they just do it with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Yeah. Like, you know, like the 49ers in terms of, you know, we talk about all of their their top players and best players. Here's Baltimore that's losing top players on their positions. Uh, Mark Andrews, you know, maybe the best tight end arguably in the, in the NFL, and he's gone. And to be able to do that with that, yeah, really, really darn well, impressive. Well, but but that's and, – and that is in, in and of itself what makes the MVP argument or the argument really against – uh, Brock Purdy, right? Because when Brock Purdy's looked human is when he hasn't had all of these weapons. Whereas Lamar Jackson's like, dude, every year he's dealing with this stuff. And I'm not even a Lamar Jackson is the best player in the league sort of dude, right? But it's if you can win when you don't have guys, doesn't that show your talent or yes. value more so? And again, like what what happens is we're in we're in this era of sports media where I'm a hater, where I think the kid stinks. I don't. I don't. But what I'm not going to buy into is he's the best damn player in the league. And that's what the MVP is. The MVP is the best player in the league. And we can. And do you want the team to have won? Yes. Is it usually a quarterback award? Of course. Of course. But, there, you know, sometimes some of these quarterbacks are hurt. Some of the times, I mean, like, look, 
Uh, you know, I, I, Josh Allen is probably a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, but his team isn't winning, and Josh Allen's hero ball stuff cost him at the start of the year. So I wouldn't vote him as the MVP ahead of Lamar Jackson, whereas Lamar hasn't, hasn't had all even performances, but he's found a way to not lose games at the worst Josh Allen has. So, um, and you could point out that, that Lamar has a better defense, and the defense, that's fine. That's fine. You could you could do that as well. Um, okay, but here's the big question. I would guess that both of us walked into this weekend thinking Niners are going to win the Super Bowl, right? Yep. Um, how much of that's changed for you after watching last night? Um, yeah, it has changed. I, I think you know Baltimore's got to be your got to be your favorite right now. It also has taken off that 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 protective coating that I felt that the Niners had that that shield around them uh they they can be got if you will uh there there are spots where you can get them i'm really curious to see how they would match up against detroit we've seen them against philadelphia we've seen them against dallas i i don't i don't think that those two teams have the grittiness of detroit's defense um i'm not sure how good that would be but i just would be curious about that matchup but but otherwise i don't see much of a of a challenge unless, you know, they ended up maybe facing the Rams because the Rams know them so well in the playoffs. I don't, I don't see much of a challenge for the Niners in the NFC. Um, I, I don't see the much of a challenge. I think they, I mean, I think they're going to, you know, they all, every one of these teams has flaws. Obviously injuries can change that dramatically as we saw with the Niners last year, where they just didn't have a quarterback in Philadelphia. Uh, but I agree with you. I think they're the best team in the NFC because as much as we're picking apart, the Niners right now, we could spend segments picking apart each one of these NFC teams. But I also would tell you that I think um, I think losing to the Ravens really helps them, right? You, they got pushed around in that game. Now, I, I don't know how much of that is fixable um, if you end up playing them in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. But I would think if we if we look, I mean, there is it. there was a certain amount of uh, I remember when the Patriots beat the Giants in their undefeated season, and the Giants really challenged them. And you remember that was when they had the NASCAR pass rush, right, where they get after you with without sending anybody. And that was really the first time that anybody had challenged that Patriots team. That was a Patriots team that was so dominant offensively. Tom Brady threw 50 touchdown passes, I believe, that year. And um, and you thought, okay. In a rematch, what would happen? Now, maybe, maybe I'm, if I'm using that as my guide, that the dominance up front of the Giants' pass rush ended up being the story in the Super Bowl, just like it was kind of the story of when they met in the regular season, and maybe that's going to be the story if these two teams meet in the Super Bowl. But I tend to think that the Niners would figure it out. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean, it could just be a mismatch up front, and I'm un- I'm – I'm underestimating just the level of dominance we saw last night from the Ravens. I, I I think the Bills could give the Niners a run for their money too if they did play in the Super Bowl because that would mean Buffalo would be hot. That would be something that I would be curious to see. Yeah, and and Josh Allen has he's like Lamar Jackson in terms of running, like Lamar Jackson in terms of arm, um, and he has you know he has that ability to elude the pass rush. Uh, I, I look, I, that was a, I don't know. I don't want to say it was a virtuoso, but the defense was so good. And so they were just flying around. It felt like even that Kyle Hamilton interception, which I thought Aikman did a great job of, of showing it. They had the, the, and, and really he was kind of soft on Brock Purdy where he's like, well, it was your third read. So if it was your first read, you would be like, yeah, okay. But the point is that. It felt like there was a twelfth man on defense at times for the Ravens. You ever you ever notice that? It's like how are they now? Yeah. There's the one Christian McCaffrey run, but outside of that, it felt like they knew all the stuff that they were gonna. If I would have thought that was Jim Harbaugh, and they knew all the signals, that's how much it felt like they had a beat on what the Niners were trying to do, which feels like they're one of the first teams or are the first team to be able to do that this year. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think the Eagles, by the way, are, are a threat. Not after what we saw yesterday. First half, all on a motion, couldn't close out the Giants. That tells me all I need to know. This year, uh, resolve to keep your family safer than ever with Simply Safe. I trust Simply Safe in my home. Dan trusts in his home. You can save twenty percent on a new system 
with a fast protect plan by visiting simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I'm Doug Gottlieb. He's Dan Byer. We're filling in for Dan the Danettes. Coming up next on the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. What if a player on the opposite team gave you a ball during a game? We'll discuss this next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes, not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bats, crack of the beer? Oh, I'd crack of the beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. That's the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Along with Dan Byram, Doug Gottlieb, our guy Jason Stewart back. Good to have Jay Stu back. Legendary Jay Stu. So much to get to. Um... By the way, Byron, you know, I know it doesn't necessarily make it in the uh, in the discussion because, I mean, really, NFL, and if you're going to get to NBA, you know, do you deal with what uh, LeBron said about the Lakers not really being at that top level? Not really surprised, not nothing we didn't know, but still, 
Uh, or do we talk about, you know, Luka uh, dropping 50 or the Celtics blasting the Lakers or the fact that the Suns appear to be a disaster? But I just, I think, I think the Bucks. this is not going to end well for the Bucks. They're uh, second in the East. Yeah, I, uh, I know. I, I think I think I think they're all right. Give them time. Well, my my point about it would be that they're just so different than they've been. And for for many Bucks fans, that may be okay, right? Because Budenholzer was so much about the defense, and and it could be painful sometimes to watch them offensively. And of course, the defense got exposed last year by Jimmy Butler. But this team is wired so differently. And then you have the age of some of, you know, the Chris Middleton's world. So age prevents you defensively, but they're just not the same defensively at all. And that went, that was their calling card. And I do think that, that you have to defend to win an NBA championship. And I don't know if this team can. I thought, I thought they were the best defensive team entering the playoffs last year and they lasted five games. So I'll just, I'm in I'm fairness, Giannis was hurt those first two games against the Heat. Sure. Right? Okay. Sure. Okay. But uh, yeah, you're you're uh, you watch every game. You know way more about that team than I do. I don't profess to to challenge that. But my fear when they added Lillard was, man, you're you're losing your best perimeter defender, and a guy who's a really good offensive player for a spectacular offensive player who's never been seen as a defender, and that affects the whole rest of the team. And then you change coaching staffs as well. I think there's more a question about that. Okay. I, I'm I'm willing to play out everything, but first year head coach, I do think that there are some questions. But Dame, Good. I think will be fine. All right, let's turn back to the NFL, okay? Because we have lots of questions about the Niners and a guy who's always been um, strong in his opinions is a former Niner, also former Bill Dante Hitner. Whitner joining us, of course, played 11 years defensive back, Bills Niners in the National Football League. He's an analyst on NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, Dante, what what went so wrong last night for the Niners? Everything, everything, and it started with Brock Purdy turning the football over. I, even though two of those interceptions really weren't his fault, it still goes down as a turnover and interception in his book. The defense, not being able to contain Lamar Jackson in the pocket, too many times the defensive ends were too far upfield, and you have to rush him in unison and rush him appropriately, or we know that he can destroy you, and that's what he did to the 49ers last night. They had seven straight drives, scoring drives, which is unheard of against the 49ers defense. They're going to have to regroup, get healthy, and get ready for the last two games of the season and this, this tough playoff stretch. I know that you said that two of them may not have been his fault, but that would also mean that two of them were. Uh, do you think he pressed it all last night? Do you think that he felt the pressure, Brock Purdy, uh, in the loss to Baltimore? I think he did. And when you play on prime time, Monday night football, you know that everybody's watching. Everybody's talking about you in the MVP conversation. You put a lot of pressure on yourself. And then when you disrespect or the perceived disrespect towards the Baltimore Ravens defense by them being the underdog, you knew they were going to come in and play with their hair on fire. Yes, that first interception to Kyle Hamilton was definitely pressing. And that's one of the easiest covers to see. It's pretty much like a cover four. The safety is sitting there. I think that Kyle Shanahan could have helped him out by – influencing that backside safety Kyle Hamilton with a lot of with a deeper route from George Kittle. But he predetermined where he was going to go with the football and that's what happened in the NFL. And Kyle Hamilton had an excellent game coming away with two interceptions on the night. Okay, so how fixable is this? How fixable it's are the issues? Fix- it's very fixable. And the number one thing is don't turn the football over, which is the reason why the forty ers were so dominant in the first place. Going into the game, they had a plus 13 turnover advantage um, in the turnover margin. And, you know, last night they lost it 0-5. to five. So they just have to get back to their concept. And if, I think that if Kyle Shanahan could redo it over in the beginning of that game, I don't think that he would have came out with five straight passes. I think that he would have tried to duplicate what Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams did two weeks ago when he came out with five straight motions, five straight runs, and three of those runs went for over 10 yards. I think that they figured out too late that they could really puncture the left side of that, the right side of that defense. Um, but I think that Kyle Shanahan would change that if he had to do all of them. I, I got one more issue that I, I, I'm curious in your thoughts because it probably hits home. Are, are you secure in the 49ers' back end on their defense right now? I am secure with them. I am. Going into the season, it was a big question mark. Uh, they lost Jason Barrett. 
early, I mean, last year. Uh, they were replacing um, Mosley. And, you know, they tried with the Amador Lenore, and they went with Isaiah Oliver in the slot. Uh, Isaiah Oliver struggled. They bent Isaiah Oliver, moved the Amador Lenore in the slot, and put Amber Thomas, the second, third-year guy, Michigan, outside, um, who actually hurt his hamstring last night. So I'm okay with the back end. I just think that Jair Brown, the young safety who played well, they're really just starting to figure out that he's a little overzealous, a little overaggressive, and they're taking advantage of that. And Tashawn Gibson, who had a great season, he had two big penalties to continue drives last night. So it was all about regrouping. It's all about really getting back to the basics, fundamentals. But the only thing that I'm really worried about with the 49ers is their tackling. Their tackling has gradually gotten worse as the season progresses. And entering the playoffs, you can't have a bad tackling defense. Uh, let, me, let me ask you the other side, Dante. Dante Whitner joined us. Of course, you cover the Niners, but you, by covering the Niners, you've seen all these other teams. Lamar and um, the Ravens have only won one playoff game with him at, at quarterback. They changed offenses for that very reason. But they have a lot of injuries on offense. It's still a defense-led team, and then Lamar just makes enough plays. Um, and they have, obviously, Zay Flowers and, and, and OBJ. Do you see a, a sizable enough difference in this offense that leads you to believe you can win in the playoffs with this Ravens team? I do. If Lamar Jackson plays the way he played last night, they can beat anybody on any given day. And they didn't really tweak or change too much in the offense. It's just Lamar Jackson making better decisions and he's going to another gear when he gets outside the pocket. The last three games, he had over 11-plus rushes after they lost the young rookie running back. So it's all Lamar Jackson. It's all him running around, making plays with his offense, which is why every team wants to uh, modernize the quarterback position and go to that mobile quarterback because you can't account for that. And last night, he showed it. A lot of those routes were covered up. He was able to get outside the pocket, use his creativity, and get the ball to underneath throwers, which led to explosive plays. That's why everybody wants a mobile quarterback, and he's the prototype. You know, Dante Whitner joining us here on Fox Sports Radio on the Dan Patrick Show. He's Doug Gottlieb. I'm Dan Bayer. I do want to ask you about Dallas, because I think that there were some that felt that maybe it was a moral victory uh, in Miami the other night. Um, Cowboys don't seem that they're able to run the football. Contender, pretender, what did you see from Dallas over the Christmas holiday? I think if they can get more size on defense, they can contend. But what we've seen is they're very small on defense. They have pass rushers, guys that can attack and get to the quarterback. But when you line up and play grown man football, it's very difficult for them to stop opposing offenses. And that's what playoff football is all about. It's about mano y mano. We're going to run the ball. You know we're going to run it. Now stop us. And I don't really see them getting bigger, bulkier, or stronger on defense. But Dak in the offense, they can carry the load. C.D. Lamb looks amazing right now. He might be the number one wide receiver in the NFL currently today. Um, and Dak is playing out of his mind. He just had a hiccup last week. So I think that if the offense can carry them and score 35 points a game in the playoffs, yes, they can contend. I don't know if they can do that. But they're not going to get any bigger on defense. So I don't think that they're really a contender right now. Um. Okay, what about the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, we, I think whenever you have a guy like Jalen Hurts and you have the type of skill position talent that they have, they can beat anybody on any given day. And we've seen what their defensive line can do. They haven't really shown that productivity this year, but they have the individual players. And they're trying to figure it out on defense right now before the playoffs begin. So I think, yes, I think Jalen Hurts gives them a competitive advantage over anybody that they play except for the 49ers and maybe the Baltimore Ravens. So I would think that, yes, Philadelphia is still a contender in my mind. Hmm. What about the Bills? Yes, 100%. You're not biased or anything here. Well, no, I'm not. No, no bias. Right? I call it how it is. Whenever you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, right, and you can see that he's taking all of the – the, the, the hits in the media and people doubting his abilities and, you know, really talking down on the Buffalo Bills, he's taking it to heart. And you can see that he's getting back to that 2021, 20, early 22, Josh Allen, to where he's willing to do anything at any moment to take his team and lift his team to victory. And their defense has always been scrappy and feisty, coming away with turnovers, winning games and 
getting out of situations that, you know, the general public really don't expect them to. So, yeah, I think the Buffalo Bills, because of Josh Allen and the chip on his shoulder, they're a contender. Um, I think it's interesting, you know, we haven't talked to you about the Chiefs, um, where they get beat by the Raiders. You know, they try to run a trick play and fumble, then throw a pick six. And, and yet it's like, all right, are you really going to pick against, you know, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes in the playoffs? They're the, they're the opposite of the Ravens in so many ways, right? The Ravens are just so impressive. Like, man, I just, ha- they haven't done in the postseason. Whereas the Chiefs, and it's gotten progressively worse year to year, where they just mess around in the regular season and they get themselves beat. Yet in the playoffs, they figure out a way. Do they have the guys to be able to figure out a way with Mahomes? Not this year. All great things come to an end. And I think that we're seeing pretty much the end of that dynasty. And when you pay your quarterback so much, you don't have enough to spread around to everybody else. And you're really depending on those young receivers developing into playmakers like Tyreek Hill was for that offense, being able to clear so much area space for other guys. They don't have that guy. And there's only so much magic that Patrick Mahomes can you know, dispel on that team. He's tried everything, but we've seen the players around him fail. So I think that this is the year where other teams in that division are really starting to catch up to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they have a smidget of a chance because their defense is playing well, and you really never want to count against Patrick Mahomes, but deep in my heart, my instincts tells me that it's, it's pretty much over for those guys. Okay, I, I, Doug, i got to switch gears because I do Go. have a college question. Go. Um, I know it's not a huge revolving door, but as a Buckeye, are you concerned at any of the movement that we have seen over the last month with players out of the program, recruiting-wise, um, don't necessarily know who's going to be their quarterback in 2024? Any concern in that end as a former Buckeye, Dante Whitner? I think every team has concern. They really don't really understand the whole NIL situation. They don't understand the transfer portal. A lot of it is pretty much free agency, similarly to the NFL. And, yes, with the Buckeyes, I am concerned. When you get your starting quarterback that transfers out, that tells me there's instability there. And we've seen the 49ers quarterbacks over the last few years that have come through there that have uplifted the program and taken them to heights consistently finishing in a top four, having a chance to compete for a championship. They don't have that guy right now. But I do tell you this. If I was Marvin Harrison or one of these highly touted guys, and if the numbers are accurate that I'm seeing, 20 to 25 million. They're they're not, Dante. They're they're not. They're not. No, nobody's making $20 million to stay one year in college. Well, I was going to say they're they're just not. That money doesn't exist. That's that's not. Well, at Ohio State, I would beg to differ. No, I, to it, differ. It, 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 no, there's not twenty million dollars in nil for an entire team. There's just not. No, 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 no. But a guy like Marvin Harrison, somebody could come up with it. Nobody's but, coming up with twenty million dollars to pay Marvin Harrison Jr. to stay at Ohio State. It's just not. I, I'm like I. But and and he, but here's the, here's the other part to it. Okay, because I think what 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 they mean is it's more like what your salary would be your first year, right? It's like. Three million to three million. It's the same salary, so why go? Why go pro when you can stay in college? But the issue is, you want to get towards that second contract, and every year you stay in college keeps you away from getting to that second contract, right? So that's the balance. Absolutely. But there's still no guarantee that you're going to make it to that second contract, which is why the average per year for an NFL player is consistently dropping. The data is showing that it's dropping, and there aren't too many players that are reaching their second deals. Yeah, individual guys on teams, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar. So I was, I was him, and they're out offering. Archie Manning is getting, what, $3.5 million? I saw that. Yeah. There's no way that Marvin Harrison can't demand $10 million, $12 million to stay at Ohio State. I think that they could come up with that. But this is just, you know, scenarios. But I would. If I was Harrison or one of these top guys, I would stay in college and get the education and really then, then transition to the NFL. That's Dante Whitner. He played 11 years as a defensive back in the NFL. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. He's a great analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area. Dante, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Happy holidays. You too. The hottest rookies, biggest superstars, and all-time greats. The only place to collect them all is with Panini um, Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show.
For instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more, start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. I'm Doug Gottlieb. He's Dan Byerwin for Dan the Danettes. Coming up next on the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio, LeBron James made some comments about his own team and their ceiling. Want to hear it? It's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Embrace the new year with a new style of whiskey. Keeper's Heart, the official whiskey of the Dan Patrick Show, brings together the smoothness of Irish whiskey with the boldness of American whiskey. It's a new style of whiskey and perfectly balanced taste experience. In just two years, Keeper's Heart has already earned over 130 awards. They must have just won 10 more because last week it was 120. Everybody is finding out about the world's best Irish whiskey. They have that prestigious title. Now, the legendary distiller is Brian Nation. He's the one who started Jameson and uh, Red Breast Whiskey. So he comes over to the United States and he creates this in two years. They are an award-winning team. Machine. And as we approach St. Patty's Day, no better choice than Keeper's Heart to celebrate the occasion. The perfect blend of smooth Irish and bold American whiskeys creating a wonderfully balanced taste profile. Go to Keepersheartwhiskey.com and use the code DAN24 for $10 off. And remember, sip responsibly. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app, and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous... Uh, The captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Stan Patrick Show here at Fox Sports Radio along with Dan Byer. I'm Doug Gottlieb. A lot to hear to recap as uh, we close up shop. Day after Christmas, hope your kids and you got everything you want. You got, got to see family, friends, and, of course, you got uh, New Year's and New Year's Eve. Please be safe. And, of course, January 1st to give us the national semifinals in college football. Uh, there was some NBA over the past couple of days. Knicks beat the Bucks. Jalen Brunson continues to be amazing. The Lakers uh, were, were beaten pretty handily by the Boston Celtics. Uh, despite the fact that ESPN spent the entire time at halftime criticizing analytics, uh, when I, I, yeah, it was a, it was a weird conversation. And then the nightcap, you had the Mavericks going into Phoenix without Kyrie Irving beating the Suns, 
And the Suns appear to be a bit of a mess at 14 and 15. But I guess the biggest story coming out of the day is uh, LeBron James talking about his team after losing to the Celtics. Of course, they have not played well outside of Oklahoma City, where I think it was Friday night. He was unbelievable. He had 40 against Oklahoma City. Outside of that, though, they haven't played well since winning the in-season tournament. Here's LeBron and his team. I think the league's best teams right now so far is uh, since we, you know, in Minnesota, they pretty much healthy. OKC was pretty much healthy besides Giddy. Boston is, is like they're fully healthy. I don't think we're healthy right now. I don't think we're where we want to be to compete versus the, the top teams until we continue to get better and better, uh, continue to work our habits. And, uh, you know, for us, we're still trying to, you know, figure our situation out as far as um, how we want to continue to attack each game. Dan, what do you, when you listen to those remarks, what do you think? Uh, you know, LeBron, I don't think that LeBron needs to make excuses on on the health of other teams and in their team. I think a team like the Lakers, it's fully fully acceptable. And I know this may not seem right because they're always in the spotlight, but for that makeup of the team to kind of have a letdown after the in season tournament, especially when now you've got to figure out stuff uh, later on in April. I know that's not how NBA Twitter works. I know that's not how the NBA works. But in fact, I would give them a little bit of a breather. I know that they're right now they're hanging on in in playing territory land, so that's a that's a bit of a concern. Um, but again, it's a team that is trying to win a championship, and a lull around the holidays and entering the new year is not as much of a concern to me. Well, here the only thing he can talk if he's talking about health, he's got to be talking about Gabe Vincent, who had a little knee procedure done, you know. And but his, like, his whole reason for saying that the Timberwolves are playing well is because they're healthy, like or or Anthony Edwards is setting the world on fire. There's you know that as well. They've got right. twin towers like that, but that was like his excuse in saying, yeah, you know, yes, uh, yes. I mean, I I read some of that, but yes, I like Gabe Vincent isn't. I mean, like, look, the reality is that. If you want to know why Cam Reddish has bounced around so much, this is why. He's not really a starter in the NBA, and, and like LeBron can only help out so much. Like He can raise the level of teammates, and Anthony Davis can raise the level of teammates, but at some point, you play 82 games, and people kind of start to figure out, like, all right, he's, Cam Reddish is not a dude. And then, you know, Jared Vanderbilt, again, a guy who, very talented, but just so limited on offense. So they're trying to figure that out. Obviously, using Torian Prince as a starter now, where he's, if you don't think he's 3 and D, he takes 13 shots, 12 of which are three-point shots. You know, and Austin Reeves, who salary-wise, he should be a starter. He's better off as a sixth man. They're just, a, I think what he's saying is, hey, we're probably like a starter short. And people think, well, they're a star short. Of course, you're a star short. Everybody's a star short. But they're probably a starter short of being able to win this thing, right? Like, Rui is good to a point. Austin Reeves is good to a point. Cam Reddish is a step below those guys, but to a point. And, you know, D'Angelo Russell, I think we know what he is. They're just like a guy or two short. And then you, you factor in, hey, LeBron, he can only give you the Oklahoma City night once in every four or five nights. Anthony Davis is like three or four. Anthony Davis was magnificent yesterday. I mean, 40 and 13, I mean, he was unbelievable. But they're not really competitive because Boston's just so much better, and and Boston didn't even shoot the ball well. It jumped out to, what, 12 nothing lead, led by 18 in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, and then they seemed to get bored. Yeah. They got bored. Yeah. Got bored. A little basketball ADD. So, it, all right, well, look, we, we, only got, we only got two minutes left in the show, Dan. Um, the biggest thing that happened this weekend was what for you? I think it's what we saw last night in in Santa Clara. I was going to say San Francisco, but again, not even close to the stadium. But with the Niners and Ravens, it's. I thought it was actually going to be the Dolphins win against the Cowboys because I thought the 49ers were going to win last night to almost set up this winner-take-all matchup. Uh, that we had, uh, that we would have in Week 17 between the Dolphins and Ravens, that didn't play out. So I'm going to go with the the Ravens victory. Second, uh, the Chiefs, I, I think, would be my runner up. But give me the uh, the Ravens win over the Niners. I would say I would agree with that. I would say that the the Dolphin, the Cowboys, kind of getting cute down around the goal line, and probably should have won that game. But the the couldas and shouldas with the Cowboys, right? Should have beat the Eagles in Philadelphia, didn't. Should have beat the the Dolphins and didn't. But I would also say the Patriots win over over the Broncos. 
And you're like, why is that a big deal? Because this is one of the things that's got the Patriots in trouble before is winning games when you shouldn't win games. You know, now you win four. Now you're creeping closer and closer. You're not going to be in the top five. You still you got to go to the Bills, but then the Jets' last game of the season, they'll probably end up winning that one and with five wins. And, again, it just cuts out the, the – lowers the probability of getting a start. But the, the bigger thing to me was it's pretty obvious the frustration that Sean Payton has with with his quarterback. And I don't think that's going away. And I it wouldn't stun me if Russell Wilson – they figure out a way to get out of the Russell Wilson business in the offseason. We hadn't even talked about Joe Flacco and the and the Browns, right? Didn't have time. Too much stuff. Too much stuff. For Dan Beyer, for Jason Stewart, Chris Perfett, I'm Doug Gottlieb. Have a great day. This is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The human soul requires a minimum daily requirement of entertainment, but listening to a podcast, like what you're doing now, yeah, that doesn't count. Welcome to the world of MGM Rewards, where they have the greatest live shows on earth, the biggest names in sports, the best chefs on the planet, and the most unforgettable nights of your life. This is way beyond watching a 20-second clip on your phone. This is all the entertainment you could handle, and then some. So, join MGM Rewards now and visit MGMResorts.com to book your next Vegas getaway. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.